0: Um, So go ahead and put the first slide up there, there it is. Tonight we're gonna talk about Got Bounce. Now just in case you don't know what that means, I have a little visual for you. Now I used to teach children's church for many years, Candy and I taught children's church every Wednesday. One thing I've learned about kids and about adults is we always seem to learn the best when we have a visual, right, or an object (laughs) lesson. So I have a visual here. I have a little bouncy ball, right? So y'all see, this is what we're talking about tonight, It's Got Bounce. So I just happen to have a few more bouncy balls. So everybody heads up. Everybody, we're gonna get some bouncy balls going. And so I got lots of them here. I could bounce all night, but what I'm gonna, I don't know how, how strong I am. Let's see how far I can bounce it. <laughs> Not too bad. Anyway, I got one for everybody. So, Joe, if you want to just hand them out. There should be one for everybody. They're a little bit smaller than I thought they were going to be when I ordered them. And so, there was a disclaimer on the package. So, I want to say, do not give these to young children or to your pets. Because they are a choking hazard. But anyway, so we're going to be talking about Got Bounce tonight. So go ahead and go to the next slide and let's talk about what bounce is. So can y'all read that? Did I make it dark enough and all? All righty. so bounce means to move quickly back up. Now if you're gonna move quickly back up, that means you had to have fallen down or hit, right? Yeah. So you've had to be down in order to be back up. So to move quickly back up, to rebound, to leap, to jump, To spring up like a ball bounces after hitting a hard surface. I got all these from the Merriam-Webster Online Dictionary. To expel or remove or dismiss as from a nightclub. Well, do you know if you got bounce, that means you can expel and you can dismiss and kick some things out of your life. If you got bounce. To eliminate by defeating as in a competition. And then here's some of my favorite To walk with a spring in your step. Does anybody want to demonstrate what that would look like? (laughs) To walk with a spring in your steps. To recover from a hard blow or defeat. Has anybody been through a defeat or had a hard blow in life? I really like this one. To return to the sender with notification of failed delivery. Sometimes the devil sends you a package of sickness or disease or depression or disappointments. Well, you can just say, send it, back. Send it on back to him because I am not receiving that package. Right. Failed delivery. Amen. Right. To quickly go from one place to another. The place you find yourself in today does not mean that's where you have to stay. If you got bounce, you can quickly go from where you're at to a whole nother place. Amen. I like this one, to have gusto, vitality, and a zing. Yeah. So look at your neighbor and say, got zing? Got zing? Got, zing? <laughs> got bounce? So that's my question to us all tonight. Got bounce? Mm. Got bounce? Got zing in your life? Well, we're going to talk about it. You know, life has a way of, of hitting hard. Yeah. Things happen in life. Sometimes it's because of our own de- decisions or wrong choices or just bad things that we've done. Sometimes it's what other people have done to us. And then, of course, there's just old El Diablo. He's going to be hitting every day. He's going to, constantly, to be, constantly be trying to take us down and knock us out. Amen? So life never seems short of hard hits, but I'm telling you, we can bounce back. We can bounce back. Everybody bounce your ball a time or two. I see no balls bouncing. Bounce the balls. <laughs> All right. I see a few of them. Anyway, we can bounce back. We can move quickly back up. We can rebound. We can leap. We can jump. We can walk with a spring in our steps. We can recover from a a hard blow or a defeat. We can quickly go from one place to another. We can have gusto, vitality, and a zine. Everybody in here has a story they could tell. And I know I say this a lot. I preach this same type of message a lot. But it's who I am and it's what... It's what God has anointed me and gifted me and called me to do. And that is to teach us that no matter what battles you face today, the battles you face today may not be your choice, but the outcome is. And everybody in here has a story. Maybe there's been articles written. Maybe there's been books written. Maybe Oprah and Dr. Phil and Jerry Springer and... Mari Povich, I don't even know if all these people are still on TV. Maybe every one of them has had an article or had a program, and they dedicated the whole thing to what you've been through in life. And maybe they say, you know, you're forever going to have issues. You're forever, you're forever going to be different. Things will never be quite the same because of what you've experienced. Those dysfunctions and those issues, you're always, you're always going to have some problem in life. Statistics may say 99% of the people who go through what you've been through will never be the same. But I'm telling you, if you have the Holy Ghost, if you have the Holy Ghost, if you have the greater one on the inside of you, you got bounce. You got bounce and you can recover from anything, anything that the devil has thrown against you. Amen. There's a few people. I wrote down a few people in the Bible. There's a lot of people in the Bible who had bounce, but I'm just going to show you a few of them. I'm just going to read a few things to you. Most of us know Job, the story of Job. In Job 1, it says, Job was blameless, he was upright, and he shunned evil. Job was a good guy. Right. He was a good man. He had 10 kids, he had great wealth, he had lots of livestock, he, he was doing good. But what happened? The devil knocked him down. All his kids died. He lost all his wealth. He lost all his livestock. He lost everything. But he didn't give up. Job had right. bounce. Right. Yeah. Even his wife wanted him to curse God and die. But Job said, in Job 13, he said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him.
1: Praise
0: God. Job had bounce. Mm-hmm. And when he bounced back, he got twice as much as he had had before. That's right. Because he trusted God. Job had bounce. Here's a story I really like, Joshua. It's in jo- We're not going to turn to it. It's a long story. But um, Joshua 7, it talks about how we all know the, the old song and the, the story how Joshua fought the battle at Jericho and, you know, the walls came tumbling down. They won, yeah. right? Right. Well, not long after that, Joshua thought, we did pretty good over there at Jericho. Ai over here, it's a smaller area. So he only took 3,000 men over to Ai. And he thought he would take it upon himself to go and do that.
1: Mm.
0: Well, they got defeated. Joshua got knocked down. He made a wrong decision. He made the wrong choice. He got knocked down. They got destroyed. They didn't win. And it says in, um, oh, let's see where it is. It says here in verse 6, it says, uh, Joshua laid down on the ground and he threw dust on his head. He fell flat on his face. He starts throwing dirt on himself. I don't know why he would do that, but just picture him. He, he, he lost the battle, so he's laying down on the, on the ground, and he's throwing dirt all over his face, all over his head. And it says, God said, um, in verse 6, God says, uh, or no, God, Joshua is saying, why, God, why? Why has this happened? And in verse 10, God says, get up, Joshua. In other words, bounce back. Yeah. God said, get up, Joshua. What are you doing laying there on your face like this? Get up. And that's what God's saying to us today. What are you doing laying on the, fa- on the ground? What are you doing? Get up, bounce back. Amen. You can do it. You got the greater one on the inside of you. So God said, well, the reason you guys got defeated in that battle was because there was sin in the camp. There was sin in the camp. Someone broke covenant. And you know, this isn't preached much these days. But I'm telling you, we got to keep sin out of the camp. Covenant is a very important thing to God. And I know nowadays, it seems like in a lot of Christian circles, sin is just kind of looked at as, well, not that bad. God still loves you. But I'm telling you, sin is sin. And sin... Will keep you from being able to bounce back like you should. Amen? So, you want to get the sin out of the camp. So, anyway, Joshua bounced back. He got sin out of the camp. Then they went over to Ai and they won. They defeated that time. Okay, Moses. We got Moses. Moses was called to be the deliverer. He was God's man for the hour, right? He was to deliver God's people from bondage. So, he goes to Pharaoh on behalf of the people. Every time Moses went to Pharaoh, he got knocked down. And things got worse for the Israelites. Mm-hmm. But Moses kept bouncing back, and he kept bouncing back, and he kept bouncing back. And then pretty soon they all got delivered. They were able to go free. But then what happened? They're free for a short time, and then the Red Sea. Right. Pharaoh's behind them, Red Sea's in front of them. Sometimes life is like that. Yeah. Sometimes you go from one battle or one knockdown to another. But you don't quit, and you don't give up, and you bounce back, and you bounce back, and you bounce back, and you're going to make it, church. You're going to make it. You can do it. Amen. Amen. Uh, Let's see the next one here. Oh, this is another good one. David and his mighty men in 1 Samuel 30. They'd been out to battle, and when David and his mighty men, they came back home to Ziglag. Do you remember the story of what had happened? The enemy had come in while they were away, took all their families, their wives and their kids, took all their belongings and burned their houses down.
1: Right.
0: That was a big hit.
1: Yeah.
0: David and his mighty men, that was a big blow to them. They were just flat on their face. Mm-hmm. Says in verse four, it says, and so they cried until they could cry no more. Have you ever been there? had something so bad and so tragic happen that you cried and you cried and you cried till you could cry no more. Then what happened was David's mighty men got mad at him and then they turned on him and they wanted to kill him. So now David's really down. He lost his wife, his kids, his house is burned down and now all his men want to kill him. But you know what it says he did? Somebody tell me, you've heard the story. David encouraged himself in the Lord. He bounced back. And he said, I am going to pursue, I'm gonna overtake, and I'm gonna recover all. And that's exactly what David did. He pursued, he overtook, and he recovered all because he had bounce. He encouraged himself in the Lord. He didn't sit around and sing a sad song. No, no. Anybody ever sing that song, Nobody Likes Me, Everybody Hates Me, Guess I'll Go Eat Worms? Has anybody never heard that song? Some of you? Okay, sing, somebody sing it with me. Nobody likes me, everybody hates me, Guess I'll Go Eat Worms. I'm not a singer. Long, slim, slimy ones, short, fat, juicy ones, itsy-bitsy, fuzzy-wuzzy worms. First you bite their heads off, then you suck their guts out. Oh, how they live, and squirm. Long, slim, slimy ones, short, fat, juicy ones, itsy, bitsy, fuzzy, wuzzy worms. When I went to Bible camp when I was in junior high, we had to sing that song before they would serve us food. Oh. Oh. Every, every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, they made us sing that song before we would eat. But David didn't do that. He didn't sit around and sing, nobody likes me, everybody hates me, even when that was true. Right. They didn't like him. They hated him. But he encouraged himself in the Lord, and that's what we need to do when we get knocked down, when things happen to us. We need to encourage ourselves in the Lord. He is your best friend. He is your all in all. He is your everything. Seek him. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Okay, we're going to look at this one. If you can go to the next slide, we're going to look at some things that the Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul said. It's in 2 Corinthians 11. He says... I have worked much harder, I have been jailed more often, beaten up more times than I can count, I've been at death's door time and time, I've been flogged, whipped, five times with the Jews, 39 lashes, beaten by Roman rods three times, pummeled with uh, rocks once, which is being stoned, I've been shipwrecked three times and immersed in the open sea for a night and a day, in hard traveling year in and year out. I've had to ford rivers, fend off robbers, struggle with friends, struggle with foes. I've been at risk in the city, at risk in the country, endangered by desert sun, sea, and storm. <laughs> oh, and here's, here's the sad one. I've been betrayed by those I thought were my brothers. I've known drudgery and hard labor, many a long and lonely night without sleep, many a missed meal blasted by the cold naked to the weather. And that's not the half of it, it says. (laughs) And that's not the half of it. When you throw in the daily pressures and anxieties of all the churches, when someone gets to the end of his rope, I feel the desperation in my bones. When someone is duped into sin, an angry fire burns in my gut. Man, Paul was like a bouncy ball. Mm -hmm. Look at all those things he went through. And he just kept bouncing back and bouncing back and bouncing back. But it's because he knew in whom he believed. He knew the Lord Jesus. He knew where he got his strength from. Amen? Paul had bounce. And then, of course, Jesus had bounce. I mean, come on, you talk about bounce. Oh, yeah.
1: right.
0: He was raised from the dead. Yeah. They killed him, and he bounced back. Mm-hmm. And he lives in you and me, and right. he can give us bounce. Amen? Amen. So I have a few, a few things here as to, um, I, I thought up a few things of what we can do to bounce back. And now, so before I, before I share all that, I just want to let you know, I don't have a degree in psychology or human behavior, so I don't have those kind of credentials. But let me tell you what I have, Church. I'm 60 years old, and I've learned a few things in 60 years. I'm a little smarter now than I was 32, 33 years ago when we started ministry. Mm -hmm. Anybody here over 50, can attest to the fact that you're a little smarter now than you used to be. There's some things you fell for in your younger years that you don't fall for anymore. And to the young people in here, I want to say, don't ever underestimate the wisdom of us older people. I know younger people think they know more than us old people. (laughs) I used to think I knew more than my parents. My kids probably thought they knew more than me. My grandkids might sometimes think they know more than me. When it comes to computers, when it comes to my phone, my grandkids know way more than me. But with life's lessons,
1: right.
0: young people, never, ever, ever, ever underestimate the wisdom of us older people. You need us. Yes. We need your strength. We need your energy. We need your knowledge of the, the ways of the... Computers and the you know technology of today, but you need our wisdom right. You need some things that we have learned the hard way that maybe you're not going to have to learn the hard way quite like We did That's right. so don't ever underestimate the gray hair <laughs> You say I don't see any great hair gray hair. Well, it's there. It's just covered <laughs> It's just covered anyway, so I'm 60 years old. I've learned a few things. That's one of my credentials, how I can share this with you tonight. Another thing is, um, you know, I've been through things. I have been through things. I've learned the art of bouncing. I'm a good bouncer. I, I know how to bounce. I've been through a lot in my life. I know how to bounce. Um, another thing um, for my credentials, so to speak, is um, I've attended the school of neology, Do you know what the school of neology is? Prayer. One thing I learned about 33 years ago, almost 33 years ago when we started pastoring, is uh, I learned real quick that I couldn't help people without the power of the Holy Ghost. Because people have issues, and people have problems, and you need the Holy Ghost to do that. So I've spent many, 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 many an hour, and sometimes all night in prayer. And you learn. The Holy Ghost anoints you. He teaches you. He leads you and he guides you. So the prayer, the uh, school of neology. And then um, the third thing I put down here as far as my credentials to be able to share all this is I've been in ministry for almost 33 years. Almost. It's been. It'll be 33 in February. So 32, 33 years. And I've talked with a lot of people. And a lot of people go through things. Do you know people got issues?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: People got issues. There's dysfunction in this world. There's dysfunction in families. There's heartache. There's tragedies that happen to people. Bad things happen sometimes out there. And, and when, you, when, when I've talked with people over the years, it's like some of them make it and some of them don't. Some of them got bounce, some of them don't. Right. And so we want you to have bounce. We want you to make it through these dysfunctions and through these issues and through these trials and problems that you're gonna face in life, amen. All right, so let's talk about the three things. You can go to the next slide. The first thing is, it's your choice. How to bounce back, the first thing is, it's your choice. I can't bounce for you, pastor can't bounce for you, mama and daddy can't bounce for you, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost can't bounce for you, not without your willingness to bounce. I've seen too many people have a a victim mentality, or a loser mentality, or an Eeyore mentality. You know who Eeyore is? What was Eeyore's mentality? Oh, woe is me. It'll never change. What's the use? No, we need tiggers, bouncing all over the place. No Eeyores, we need a bunch of bouncy tiggers, right? Mm -hmm. Eeyore used to always say, why bother? Oh, bother. No, we need tiggers, amen? I'm a Disney fan, okay? Um, You can't have an I don't deserve this mindset. We don't wanna talk about what we deserve because none of us deserve. The goodness of God. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Don't ever let the devil lie to you and say, you don't deserve to be happy after what you've done, or you don't deserve this goodness, or you don't deserve those blessings. Yeah, you do, because Jesus died for you. He died so that you could be blessed abundantly. Don't ever, don't ever get an I don't deserve this attitude. If somebody did you wrong, you can't have a get even attitude. No. If you have a get-even attitude, it'll hinder your bounce. If you have a a unforgiveness in your heart, it's going to hinder your bounce. You got to forgive people. You got to forgive people. You got to let it go. Uh Forgive people. Doesn't mean you have to be great friends with them, but you need to forgive them. Unforgiveness is like a heavy weight or baggage, and it'll hinder or limit your bounce. Forgiveness is a message, a whole another message, but I, I heard this years ago at, at Rhema Bible College, and, or Rhema Bible Church, and the lady, she said it like this. She said, Unforgiveness is like you drinking the poison, but expecting the other person to die.
1: Right.
0: Okay. Unforgiveness hurts you. Yes, it does. So you need to let that go. Not only do you need to forgive others, but you need to forgive yourself, because guilt and shame is also a heavy burden and if you're carrying around guilt and shame it's going to hinder your bounce the lord showed me something within the last few days here and um it's pretty serious but he said there are people and there will be people in service here tonight that need to lay some things at the altar and i don't mean come up here and lay you're not i'm not going to call anybody up tonight I'm not talking about coming up here and laying cigarettes and drugs and stuff at the altar, although, hey, that's a great thing to do. But some of you need to lay some things at the altar like disappointments in life.
1: Mm.
0: Some of us have been through things that we can't change. Right. And so why are we carrying it around? Come on. Let me give you an example. There's a, a young girl who believes on her wedding night she'll be a virgin, but she got raped. She can't change that. Those kind of things have to be laid at the altar and realize, you know what? I may not be able to change it, but God can work a work in me, in my heart, to where he can make it as if it were. Amen? Amen? Amen. He can turn things around. I know know people in my own family (laughs) who's had medical problems, AND THEIR BODIES HAVE BEEN ALTERED. THEY CAN NEVER GO BACK. YOU CAN'T CARRY THOSE KIND OF THINGS AROUND. YOU HAVE TO LET THOSE THINGS GO. SOME OF US HAVE BEEN THROUGH THINGS IN in FINANCES. MAYBE YOU'VE HAD TO FILE BANKRUPTCY BEFORE, AND THAT WEIGHS ON YOU, AND IT WEIGHS ON YOU. LET IT GO. THAT WILL HINDER YOUR BOUNDS. LAY THAT AT THE altar. I lost my mom to cancer at a very young... She was only 64 years old. My mom believed in God. My mom said, I'm healed. My mom said, I'm not going to die of this cancer. Guess what? She died of cancer. I couldn't... I can't change that as much as I'd like to. I can't change that. I don't know why my mom died. I don't know. I I have no answer. I I think that she kind of ended up giving up at the end and wanting to just you know not deal with the pain and the fight of faith it's a I'm telling you cancer I used to work in the hospital cancer is a fight of faith yeah. and we can never put on someone that we think that they need to fight harder and harder because unless you've experienced that pain and unless you've experienced all those side effects of the chemo and the radiation and all those medicines we, we can't no. We can't try to make somebody fight. If they're ready to go, praise God, heaven is real. Amen. Well, I can't change the fact that my mom died of cancer. I I have to lay that, even even some of the guilt of, why didn't I do more, or maybe, oh, should I have done this, or should I have done that better, or what? i got to lay it at the altar. It'll hinder my balance if I keep holding on to that. Some people have things in their marriages. Maybe there's, maybe, maybe Prince Charming wasn't so charming. Maybe the princess wasn't such a princess after all. You know, Disney, as much as I like Disney, have you ever noticed they stop the movies when they're riding off after the wedding into the sunset on the white horse? Yeah. yeah. Do you know, they don't show you what happens 10 years down the road. They don't show you what happens when the bills come in and they have to deal with finances, they don't show you what happens when that princess's little, you know, 10-inch waist becomes a 50-inch waist waist later and the wrinkles set in and the gray hairs come in. I think Disney needs to do a sequel sometime. (laughs) Disney princesses or whatever and Prince Charming after 50 or whatever it is, you know, there's people whose marriages are not, well, some people aren't even married now. They thought they were married forever, till death do us part, only to find out they're still, they're not married now. Mm-hmm. You can't change those things. So why hold on to them? It's gonna hinder your balance. You've gotta let it go. You've gotta lay those disappointments at the altar. Maybe, maybe you've done something bad to people. Lay it at the altar. You can't change it. No. Why let it define you? And why let it be a part of your future? It's a weight too many weights on people mm-hmm. we're supposed to lay aside the weights we're supposed to lay aside the sins they'll hinder our bounce amen so just lay things aside think about it think about it. is is there some disappointments or there's some challenges you've been through maybe some people have really really done you wrong and i know what it's like to have people you trust and people you love like paul said um THE ONES WHO HE THOUGHT WERE HIS BROTHERS AND SISTERS, YOU KNOW, FAMILY. YOU KNOW, SOMETIMES, some, sometimes IT HURTS THE MOST BECAUSE IT'S PEOPLE YOU LOVE, PEOPLE YOU TRUSTED. Yeah. LAY IT AT THE ALTAR, CHURCH. IT'LL HINDER YOUR BOUNCE. Amen. IT'LL HINDER YOU FROM FULFILLING YOUR HIGH CALL. IT'LL SLOW YOU DOWN. YOU'VE GOT TO LAY IT ASIDE. MAYBE YOU HAD A JOB. MAYBE YOU THOUGHT YOU'D BE A LOT FARTHER IN YOUR CAREER, AND MAYBE SOMEBODY ELSE GOT THE PROMOTION. I mean, whatever it is, just lay it at the altar tonight and realize, you know what? This isn't where I thought I'd be at this age. I look back over the years. I thought I'd be here. I thought I'd have this. I thought we would be this. I thought whatever. Lay it at the altar. Just make a decision tonight. You know what? I'm done worrying about it. I'm done thinking about it. It's not going to hinder my bounce anymore. We can't change it. If you can't change it, why let it? Change you.
1: Come on,
0: come on. The battles you face today—they may not be your choice. They may be, but they may not be your choice. But the outcome is—you can always bounce back. I know some really tragic things have happened. Oh, I have talked to people that have been through things that—that, that without help from the Holy Ghost, they're not going—they they wouldn't make it. Right. Tragic things, awful things, um, hurtful things, abuses things that are just terrible. But no matter what it is, and I don't belittle any bad thing that's happened to anybody, but I'm telling you tonight, no matter what it is, God is bigger. Yeah. The Holy Ghost can help you. He's our helper. Yes. Yes. He can put a spring in your step. He can help you get from this place of disappointment in life to a whole new place where you're happy again, where you're fulfilling your high call again where you're bouncing back. The Holy Ghost can do it. The Holy Ghost can do it. Amen. All right, so that's all part of number one. (laughs) So number one, it's your choice. Lay it at the altar, let it go, and make a decision. Tonight, I'm bouncing back. All right, number two. You can go to the next slide. I hope you did, all right. Stay filled with the Holy Spirit. You have got to stay filled with the Holy Spirit. This life has a way of sucking the Spirit out of you. This world will creep in, and before you know it, you haven't prayed all day. You haven't read the Bible all day. You might be thinking wrong thoughts, saying wrong things, getting a bad attitude. Church, we have to stay filled with the Holy Ghost. He is our helper. He's our strengthener. He's our standby. He is our everything. We have to stay filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost where you speak and pray in other tongues, the Bible says that praying in the Spirit builds us up. Some of us run out of power. We run out of, our batteries run dry. Right. You've got to pray in the Holy Ghost and get filled back up. Mm-hmm. Praying in the Spirit all the time throughout the day is so vitally important if you want to bounce back if you want to bounce back you got to stay filled with the holy ghost we can overcome anything 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 the devil throws our way if we are full of the holy ghost because he will always he will always lead us to victory Amen. Amen. amen amen all right so the next slide let's go to the third thing the third thing is you have to go to the right church and you have to have a few crazy friends. Yeah. What do I mean by a few crazy friends? Remember the story of the guy who was paralyzed and he, they, his friends wanted to get him to Jesus, but there was, there was too many people. They couldn't get their friend. They loved him. They wanted him to be healed from this paralytic condition. What did these crazy friends do? They climb up on the roof. They rip open the roof and they lower their friend down. Oh, we have to go to the right church, and we need some crazy friends. Now, if you say, I don't have any crazy friends, well, you can always encourage yourself in the Lord.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) You can always be your best cheerleader. But if you keep coming to Faith Heights Church, you're going to have some crazy friends, because there's a lot of crazy people here. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm talking about crazy faith. People who will say, you know what, you need a miracle? Cancer attacked you? How dare it? Yeah. Let me help get you to your healing. Let me help get you built up in the word. Some crazy friends who will help you overcome no matter what's happened to you. They may have to pick you up and help you walk for a while, but pretty soon they'll watch you run. Crazy friends, amen? But this is not a time when we need to be going to the wrong church. And I'm not saying this is the only church in town preaching the truth I don't know about a lot of churches but I do know this you need to go to a church where they're teaching you that all things are possible to him that believes you need to be going to a church that says the word the Bible is the final authority not man's experiences are final authority the word of God is final authority you need to go to a church where they preach that healing is for you healing is for today you need to be going to a church that teaches faith that teaches that God wants you to win. He wants you to overcome. And he wants you to triumph over every situation and every circumstance. You need to go to the right church. If you're going to bounce back, you go to some churches, they're not going to help you bounce. They're going to keep you down and say, well, that might be God's will to teach you a lesson. You just stay down and learn your lesson. No, no, no. Now, God can use difficult things in our life to Teach us a lesson and we can come out and help other people, but he never causes bad things to happen to you. No. No. God never will cause a bad thing to happen to you to teach you a lesson. No. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's not his character, it's not who he is. No. And you need to go to the right church that teaches that, um, that teaches the truth of God. I used to work um, um, in several different hospitals, and back in the day, um, When somebody had surgery, like, um, oh, I don't know, say an appendectomy or, you know, they took their gallbladder out or something. I mean, what was it, Lou? You might remember. It, It used to be like, man, they did the surgery and then you kept them in bed and you didn't even get them up for like three days. And then the next day, you let them sit on the side of the bed. Then like the next day, you have them stand at the side of the bed. Then like the next day, you walk them to the bathroom and back, you know. And then after a week or two weeks or something, then they'd finally get to go home. Nowadays, they get them up within an hour or two after surgery. They get them standing up, they get them walking, and they send them home like a day or two later.
1: Right.
0: If not the same day. Right. You know, and they found that the quicker you bounce back, the quicker you heal. Right. The quicker you bounce back, the quicker you go on with life. I mean, it's amazing now what they used to do mm-hmm. compared to what they do now. I mean, they get you up and out of there. And it's good for you.
1: Yeah.
0: It's good for you to bounce back. Now, it doesn't always feel like it. Right. I remember I remember uh, getting patients up, and we'd always, like, say they had abdominal surgery. You'd give them what we called a teddy, which was a little bla- uh, pillow. And they'd hold it on there you know and it it doesn't always feel good to get up and try to bounce back right away but it's it's good for you it's good for you get up and do it bounce back amen amen so in closing we're just going to review this real quick so what's the first thing it's your choice it's your choice how many want to bounce back yes. amen you can do it you can do it number two stay filled. stay filled with the holy ghost oh the precious holy ghost i love the holy ghost
1: yeah.
0: don't you just love i mean i did every day i walk around i hold my bible and i'll just say oh lord thank you for the bible i am so thankful for my bible i mean the bible is god's word to us oh the bible the bible And then I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Oh, you said that earlier. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Stay filled with the Holy Ghost. And then what was number three? Go to the right church church and have some crazy friends. You do those three things. I've seen people who do those three things, they bounce back. If you don't do these things, you don't bounce. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. No matter how bad, no matter how difficult, no matter how tragic things have happened to you, the choice is yours. You can do these things and you can bounce back. Amen.